Happy Hump Day, everyone. I am Brian O'Neill. And I'm Coach K. Together, we make up Queen City Poly, a podcast dedicated to discussing polyamorous relationships and other forms of ethical non-monogamy. Due to the explicit content of this podcast, we would advise you to listen with headphones or while you're in your vehicle. Or don't. I can't tell you what to do. Enjoy the episode. Good point. Yeah? Yeah. Y'all want to be able to have options speaking of options well that's probably not a good segue into it (laughs) speaking of cheating this episode is about infidelity making pursuing those options in a very unethical (laughs) way pursuing options without telling your partner that's what this episode is about it's about cheating it's about the sultry mistress or the man next door the milkman coming to your door all that good mm-hmm. jazz so the inspiration behind this episode is because Megan Barry the mayor of Nashville <laughs> was caught with her pants down no she wasn't well she wasn't she wasn't <laughs> she wasn't caught with her pants down but she was caught up in a uh, an affair with a security guard. I shouldn't say the security guard, a police officer that's head of her security detail. in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, de- detail. And so that was like a big thing. And I sent you the the news article from it. I don't even think you sent me an article. I think you were just like, Google, Google this. Yeah, Google it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had to find my own article. Well. You were probably reading one as you were texting that to me. You know I'm not good with technology. I'm not sure. <laughs> I just learned that you can sign documents online. Like, <laughs> I just learned that. I know. <laughs> I showed you that. All right. Well. But yeah, so do you remember the details from? The basic gist? Yeah. Um, well, I read an article that talked about how they're no longer seeing each other, her and the head of the security detail, and how... They're both married and they're both very, very sorry and they did a bad thing, um, publicly apologized. Um, and I remember part of the article saying that her son overdosed and died a few years ago. Yeah. Um, like at like 20 years old or something like young age. Yeah. And uh, that this guy was probably the person that told her that. Yeah. In the reports, it said that he was, and I, I didn't even look up his name. Better that I put the woman's name out, but I didn't put the man's name. What is that, Brian? Is that sexist? What is that? Is that sexist? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, I need help. Yeah, asking me? Yeah. What is that? Am I being sexist with that? I mean, it's definitely interesting. Let's explore. What is the guy's name? I can't even find it. Isn't that interesting? Can't even find the guy's name. Hold on. It keeps taking me to the Tennessean, which is full of bugs. Uh, USA Today. How about we do that? Um, But yeah, so this guy, uh, 
apparently in the middle of the night, maybe like 3 a.m., he comes to her door with the news of her son overdosing on um, opioids Mm -hmm. and apparently cries into his arms or something and all that. I don't know if if that really happened. I'm just in my mind because I've thought about the scenario a lot. That's what happened. And then from there, I'm not sure if there was like... I really don't think that uh, that might... You don't think that started the affair? No, I don't think your dates are matching up. I think that was mid-affair. Hmm. Maybe. I mean, it definitely probably solidified their bond in a different way, but... Yeah. So the main point that we were trying to look at is because... If you look at Esther Perel's uh, Mating in Captivity book, it talks about how people sometimes cheat when major life-changing things happen in their life, like the death mm-hmm. of a loved one. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking that that's probably what happened with this situation. Like, you know. It could be. Could be. That's what I got from it. Yeah. But then the story just gets so juicy. And then I got, like, aroused by it. And then I was, like, feeling weird. Because, like, I don't want to condone cheating, but it sounds like she had a good time. <laughs> like, I was like, dang. Like, what, is it, what, like, there's no better story than you're a mayor. You're having sex with the head of your detail. Like, that's like a porno. Like, that's, <laughs> like, yep. you and couldn't set it up even movie. better. Yeah. Yeah. He's protecting her while she's overseas. It's great. It's a great story. You know? Yeah. Except for they're cheating on their spouses. But other than that, it's mm-hmm. a great story. Yeah, but that's what a lot of Esther Perel's research does talks about, too. Um, her new book, State of Affairs, goes into it even more than Mating in Captivity it does. But yeah. um, she talks a lot about, about how when infidelity happens, I mean, it's there's always a lot of, like, or there's usually a lot of turmoil, and you are hurting you know your spouse or your partner um but that a lot of times that there's this double-edged sword of like yes it was a terrible thing and you betrayed someone and um you hurt someone in a very profound way and in the same sense like sometimes there's a lot of good that it can do for you personally or um, growth that can happen even within the the couple who goes through such a thing like sometimes it creates intimacy as they like get through it if they decide to stay together and they come out on the other side of it stronger than they were before now like no one's going to recommend go cheat on your spouse but right um this whole like black and white it's just wrong and awful i mean it, it is wrong but to not look at any of the positive like nuances to some of these experiences is to really like paint it in a very with a very narrow brush right of just like victim and perpetrator yeah it's really hard to i want to be upset about it mind you i don't i'm not really upset because it's not happening to me for one and like i don't like most people cheat Right, yeah, and most people do cheat, especially monogamous people, and, well, most people are monogamous, so of course most monogamous people would cheat. What I'm trying to say here is that I don't feel that bad for this situation just because I'm like, 
they're in their what 50s mm. they've been married for over 25 years mm. i feel like they and they're both at like high levels of their career it's a lot of pressure and they had some sexy moments together maybe yeah maybe even some emotional ones yeah i feel bad for their spouses i know what it's like to see that the other end with like the kids and stuff mm. but like part of me was like man like they got to feel something yeah I don't know well yeah and I mean you can recognize the hurt that it causes and still say like I mean hold it and say it did happen yeah and I don't know, part of when we demonize people for cheating, I feel like we are saying, like, they're evil. Like, yeah, you did something that really hurt someone that you claim to love. But I don't think we can round up to you don't love them. Yeah, that's the thing I was getting to. Is like, I definitely don't think... I think they still love their spouses. Of course. Not their of family. course. Their family. You don't think so? Not of course. I mean, sometimes you cheat in an otherwise, like, good relationship, and sometimes True. We you don't cheat know these when it's bad. Like that. I always like to assume there was a good marriage. It could have been all a sham. You don't know. That's the thing with the high profile. Like, what if the Obamas was just faking this whole time, and behind closed doors, they was just throwing Ritz crackers at each other? And I mean, you kind of have to pockets. fake it at that level if you, if you do want to get divorced, because you're... It's like scandal, right? It's like worth too much. Yeah. You're better off together to accomplish your goals. Uh, that sounds terrible, man. I don't want to be that famous or that important. Like, that sounds terrible. It's like you're trapped. Mm-hmm. But that's like that's still a decision you make, right? To like let mm-hmm. let the fame rule you. Yeah. Like, because they could operate like normal people and what, you might lose some money? You're already fucking rich. Just, like, lose some money. Go back down a peg. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think there's probably a lot more famous people that are in open relationships or polyamorous. But they just got to keep it a secret because if it's out, then they're deemed, like, unmoral or something like or immoral. Mm-hmm. So they lose their positions or careers or resources of power right and i think that's messed up Hmm. but let's talk about how this monogamous ideal lends itself to people being like more likely to cheat on each other because they don't think it will ever happen to them until unless they like fall out of love it's such a juicy transgression of like like, I love like, my partner. Yeah. We tell each other, like, I love my partner, especially the monogamous folks. I love my partner. I won't cheat on them because that's hurting them and that's awful. And as long as I love them, I'll never want to do anything else and I'll never want to hurt them. But that's just... That's a narrative. doesn't really pan out because then you find yourself doing it or wanting to do it. You start questioning your love for that person. Yeah, you question your love for them and you question your your own morality and you question yeah whether or not you guys were ever like soulmates and what it all meant yeah yeah i think a monogamous person would say i guess you weren't the one yeah 
fucking one, man. And that's pretty awful, too, because that, that kind of makes... That's kind of like victim blaming, right? Like, oh, but you weren't the one, so I can treat you like shit. Like, it's it's not really my fault I cheated. You weren't the one. Like, that's even worse. I don't think... That person's usually not the one that says that, though, right? It's the one that gets cheated on. I think they both can say that. In different ways. Sometimes. I've heard of people cheating for, like, after they've... It's basically like they don't even like say it, but it's kind of known to just be like a like don't bother me with this shit. Like keep it wherever you're doing it at. Even though they don't, don't talk ask, about don't it. Tell. Yeah, even they don't talk about it. Because if you don't have sex with your partner for like a year. Some people but no, but the whole thing is couples don't talk about any of this shit ever to the point where there are people that don't think they owe their partner sex on any sort of regular basis, and they can leave them high and dry in a monogamous commitment for years. And, yeah, yeah if you cheat on me, you're still the asshole. Yeah. And sex is held to this, like, ridiculous pedestal, right, where it's just like, you could be the shittiest spouse on the face of the earth, but as long as you don't cheat on me, you get your best spouse card. And then I could be the fucking most amazing spouse ever, but I touched somebody's genitals once when we were married, and now I'm the worst spouse ever. Like, there are so many other things that aren't sexual that you can do to be a shitty partner. Or a great partner. What about the whole, uh, like, people just settling? Like, I've heard people say, like, well, at least my husband doesn't beat me, so I'll keep him. Hmm. I mean, what do you mean? What's your question? I guess people stay in shitty relationships because they feel like they're lucky to have that shitty relationship than either A, be alone or be in a shittier relationship. Yep. <laughs> they do do that. Do you think people should request more out of their relationships I if mean, they're unhappy? I think they should, should they just request like, more out of themselves. I feel like a lot of that is you just not taking care of yourself. Like, cause I mean, it doesn't start there. Yeah. Like the rationale doesn't start with like, oh, I'm lucky. The rationale starts with, I'm a piece of shit. I'm lucky to have him or her. You know, like it starts with self hatred, or or just like. Right. I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, I I deserve. Like, I don't deserve. I can't do any better. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like, that's all That is a self talk. thing, probably. Yeah. Because when you're taking really good care of yourself, you wouldn't care if you were single. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm good. With, or, with you or without you, I'm good. Yeah, that's a healthy single life. It's when you're just fine with being who you are. And if you find someone, you do. But if don't, like, it's all right. And you can be the same way in a relationship, too. Just, yeah. like, you have to have that kind of self-love that's like really good even if you were alone yeah and we all want connection 
in partnership. Like, we're very, we're, we're extremely social animals. But that codependency and that I need you because I don't feel good alone, like, alone, doesn't lend itself to a healthy dynamic. I feel like we need someone in the DS community to talk on that. I mean, you can play with power. That's different, though. Yeah. I think. I think... Some people live it 24-7, though. Okay, but when you talk to them about, even if they do want to live it a lot because they're having so much fun in that mm-hmm. power exchange or whatever, that, like, they will say that they're they're completely consenting to it, therefore they're choosing it, therefore if you back up enough steps, they had a healthy sense of... Because you have to be able to consent and in a healthy position to consent to be able to do that. So the fact that it is consensual means that you're healthy enough to be outside of it and alone and all that good stuff. It's hard to validate living that lifestyle like that. but It is hard because... When you see it, you automatically think that something's, like something's wrong here. Yeah. But it is a choice people make as they want to live their life. Yeah, but there's a lot of things like that, right? That you just don't know. I mean, people make all sorts of choices. That, like, think of all of your friends and all of your family. Like, every single person you know mm-hmm. makes choices you would not make. Yeah. If you were them, you wouldn't leave dishes in the sink the way they do you wouldn't like stupid shit you wouldn't close the car door like they do you wouldn't whatever eat the way they do quick question Mm -hmm. it's kind of related but not really related how do you feel when you see a wife cutting a husband's steak for him (laughs) hmm it depends he's able-bodied okay (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously we know how you feel about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, man, you got hands. What the fuck wrong with you? Like, if you don't cut your steak. <laughs> I think that's more of yourself talk about, like, working and doing things. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird because, like, there's some man stuff that I clearly, like, I don't. I think you're just I think the the fact that that bothers you is that it's like a man in a very submissive role. Yeah. Cuz like if if the genders were reversed. Like it might be a little awkward, right? You still don't really love it cuz it's like you can cut your own steak. Yeah. But it wouldn't bother you as much, I don't think. If he was cutting her mm-hmm. steak. She wasn't as comfortable with a knife. I don't I don't know, something. I just, I don't know. You do it better. We do that. We do that we all do, the time. Yeah, we do do that in life with like, stuff. You know, I I'll read a number better or something. <laughs> you know and what I'll, I mean? And I'll call someone. Yeah, I was like, hey, you want to call the pizza guy? I don't want to talk to anybody right now. <laughs> we all have our things. At the end of the day, though, are those things helpful? Because if we are to break up, then we haven't learned to do those things. Yeah, but this goes back to our conversation we had the other day about do you work on your weaknesses or do you play up your strengths? 
I guess it just bothers me that I still like cringe when I see numbers. Yeah, you cringe real hard. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it could be like the price of gas. You're like, ah, number. <laughs> like, Brian, that means it's like two cents difference. Oh, man. Numbers, man. I tell you what, it's the devil's work. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I yeah. believe that though, because it's not like, it's just distraction. Yeah, it it like just even think about it like numbers right now, like just. Ugh. I just want to live a life where I don't have to worry about numbers. I'll have an accountant or something, and people just do that for me. They just yeah. tell me have how enough mu- money to like auto pay everything. Yeah, just tell me how much I can spend on whatever for the month, and I'll be fine. I'll just work within that budget. I don't want to know other stuff. Because at the end okay, of the day, I'm, so are you bothered at the end of the day, this? I'm just going to die, right? So, like... True. So, so at the SO, to your point, to your original question, mm-hmm. do you are you bothered by the fact that you're bothered by numbers? Or are you just... Yeah, you're still going to keep doing it, I would, but it kind of like, bothers you. I would like to find a group of people like me. You just want community? Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like I'm the only person out here that's like this like I know my dad like me and my dad well my dad's great at numbers but he, he not, he's not good at like like words and writing and stuff like that so mm-hmm. like my mom used to always like write checks yeah. and stuff but I always felt like well what if they break up then he's gotta write checks well, he's just... well I mean they figure it out like my mom used to do the bills and now my dad does his own bills somehow yeah shit gets paid yeah my mom has to you know take her car to an auto mechanic yeah. now I don't like yeah I guess I just don't want to come off as a I don't want to be a man child yeah but I mean I think shit. that's something that you just talk about before resentment kicks in and you just say hey are you comfortable with this like you're really good at it do you feel like you know we have an even exchange do you feel like I'm not doing enough do you feel like I'm doing too much mm-hmm. do you feel like you're do you feel like you have everything like, I don't feel like I have everything on my plate you know like I might get the urge to clean differently than you or at different intervals, but like I feel like you clean and help out yeah. when I'm cleaning and do things that you're more than capable of doing too. You know, like we both do that. I don't know. Yeah. When we're tackling a task, you don't like say, I don't know, you don't like turn on the TV and just say, oh, she's Zone doing out. that. Yeah. I'm a helper. I will help. You help. It may not be the best, but do what I can. Yeah. You know? And then, I mean, I think we... I feel like this podcast has changed. <laughs> the episode has changed. <sighs> well, whatever. We go off on tangents. But I'm just saying, like, we go do our strengths. Yeah. And that's cool, too. Because at the end of the day, it's all about communication. That is the key. What, uh, have you been ever been cheated on? Nope. Never? Nope. I mean, are we counting, like, middle school when, like, he had another girlfriend so I had to break up with him, but we weren't uh, really dating? No, that probably doesn't count. No. Okay. All right, well, look at that. Nope, never cheated, never been cheated on. I'm a rare breed. Wow. So rare you bird. You don't what know the hurt. You don't know the don't. feeling of deception. No. You don't know the burn. 
Nope. Well, as a person who has been on both sides of this coin, I will <laughs> tell you. <laughs> cheating is one of those things where it's like it's such like a strong thing that happens. It's like so good and then it eats you alive afterwards. Like it is. It's like like the best like secret. Yeah. But then that shit, like it haunts you. It's like it's like if you were to kill someone and then like don't tell anyone. Mm. But you're like and you you're still walking around amongst everyone else free, but you're suffering every day because you know you've done something wrong and it's like interesting. That's what cheating's like. <laughs> what about being cheated on? Being cheated on. Um, I don't have great experience in this, but. Uh, I should say great experience. A lot of experience in this area of being cheated on. But I know from like a guy's perspective, you just feel like a. You just feel like inadequate. Like you're just like, oh shit. Like. Yeah. I'm sure that's how it feels on both sides. Yeah. But it seems like men have just gotten this past that women expect it. Yeah, but those same feelings of inadequacy, like, come up still. Especially with our, like, monogamous culture of, like, mm-hmm. we chose each other. You and only you. What is it about me that wasn't good enough? Mm-hmm. I thought I was the one. The one. Many ones. I mean, I also am one of those people that, like, talks about shit negotiates monogamy it's I don't know I also leave really quickly like you don't you haven't experienced this with me because like when I stay I stay (laughs) like when it's right it's right but like if I'm starting something new I don't know I have some good gut feelings Mm -hmm. with some people and it doesn't take long for me to be like all right you're not being very honest and I'm mm. I'm like out like no hard feelings I do not yeah. give a shit like it might be hard for me to leave once I get like really in the thick of it but I'm really good at just being like uh and I'm out good for you it's good boundaries so you're able to pick up on the lying early what about that movie we watched where the guy was like legit pretending to be someone else basically okay you're going to have to be more specific. What movie were was it? The Blackbuster we watched. November Rule. Oh, November Rule. Yeah. I do love when we watch those. <laughs> They're so much fun. <laughs> um, I feel like I also have a hidden talent at dudes with commitment issues. Okay. What's the commitment? To just having a girlfriend? What do you mean? commitment issue is yeah his commitment issues was like intimacy and labels and things going farther yeah I feel like I'm not one of those girls that's like and now meet my family and now do this and now do this and now we're moving in together like I don't I feel like I gauge if it's coming back at the same rate I'm giving it and I don't like just keep going with it I used to feel like women that agreed to that type of relationship style was like selling themselves short like, I was subscribing to the Steve Harvey method of, you know. Something about cow for free? Yeah, like, don't give the milk away for mm. free. 
yeah, you wouldn't buy the cow if you're getting the milk for free. Right. And what is free? You're purchasing my body with a ring? Basically, you're getting access to the goods without any commitment. See, I've also never really believed that, you know, in this whole marriage thing, so... Right. But I guess, like I said, I guess that's those are my Steve Harvey days. Yeah. But this, that whole that whole notion is around women as property. Why do I care if you're locked it down unless I feel like I'm property? Well, I guess it's like... If you... Let's take for... Like, assume that the apex of your relationship stuff is being married with children and all that jazz yeah but so if you want that you can't just be out here slinging the milk out you gotta hold on to it for at least 90 days and i guess that's my superpower never wanted that and i've also like i feel like a lot of people that are seeking that they're seeking that and they're not actually like looking for a compatible partner they're like you check some boxes let's go yeah. and now i'm gonna just fit you into this role so you can be this actor in this play i'm writing and you stand here and wear this mm. story of my life you know i like to date people and be like hey what's going on with you how are you feeling about this so you're not Acting like a woman, thinking like a man, or whatever that book was called. I don't know what that means. My mom loved it. I don't know what that means. We might have to read that together one day. Is that like Men Are From Mars kind of shit? Yeah, that type of thing. Okay, interesting. They made a movie about it. I don't know. I guess I just, uh, I just don't. Because at the end of the day, I think we both want the same things, like men and women. Like, you just need to fucking stop pretending that we're different species and just talk about what you want. Mm -hmm. Because I'm either going to want that too or I'm not, and I'd rather know. Mm. If you don't want to be married and that's what I want, then okay, cool. Like, we should probably talk about that, and I should probably find that out early. If that's important to me, and... I don't know. It's like all you dudes assume that there's no woman out there that doesn't know what the fuck she wants either or mm-hmm. doesn't want to get married or just wants to have fun and see where it goes. Like, I don't know. Y'all think we're just crazy. Obsessed with the ring. Ring fiends. Obsessed with the ring. I could buy my own goddamn ring. I might. But you don't have the Instagram photo of the guy getting on one knee. I mean, knee, I can make one. Getting on one knee in an Applebee's. Taking off his shoe. Taking off his Jordan so he doesn't get it creased. That's so good. <laughs> Favorite proposal ever. <laughs> All right. Where are we at with this? We I don't have know. an official outline. <laughs> All right. In conclusion. Don't cheat. <laughs> don't cheat. It hurts people. Just talk about your feelings. And if you want to have sex with other people, maybe you should talk about that. Yes. Hard conversation, but a necessary one. And it needs to be a continuous conversation. It's kind of like when you talk about sex with your kids. Like, it's not just going to be one conversation. You keep having the conversation. So as you get more comfortable talking about your relationship and your desires... 
start easing some of that stuff in there and yeah check know. people out together it's fun. you know even if you are monogamous and that's all you want to do with each other just like get more comfortable talking about yourselves and your partners as like the individuals you are you're not this couple with this shared brain do your own thing talk about things that make you tick that's the only thing I can think about as far as like cheating goes I mean other than like said like when you're in those situations I mean infidelity looks like a juicy ass steak and you've you've been like a starved yeah. person yeah yeah but I mean karma's a bitch right so like maybe, yeah it never comes back maybe just like well. If you're that unhappy, leave. It's hard. Okay. It's so rough. Have the conversation. Have the hard conversation. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Find a way to do it ethically. Yeah, it is hard. So is life. I don't know. <laughs> Be an ethical person. I think if we, if you share this podcast enough, then people will start talking. So, listener. Listen sh- listen with your partners. Yes, listen to this podcast with your partner. Share it with your friends. Tell them to listen to it with their partners. And then have a debate. Talk about it over wine and cheese on your a Friday night. polycule, maybe. You know? Just talk about it. We didn't talk much about cheating and polyamory. Nope. Maybe that's for episode part two. Part two of cheating. Infidelity needs two parts because that's how juicy it is. Meditate on that shit. That is our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed the content. Feel free to email us at queencitypoly at gmail.com for questions about polyamory or relationships in general. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And write us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Queen City Polly comes to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Special thanks to Charlotte-based artist Black Linen for lending us his track New Day, featuring Nige Hood, from his album First Saga, available on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Stream his latest album, Black Linen 3.0, on Spotify right now. You're welcome.